power hour lsu boom all night long yes Let's freaking go. I am fired up because Texas A&M has done something that will probably disappoint a lot of the former players that do watch this channel. They decide to go poach LSU legendary strength and conditioning coach Tommy Moffitt. Wow. So... Very interesting breaking news that has happened towards the beginning of this live stream. We're going to talk about that. Obviously, the big news is LSU is making a late push to go get Dominic McKinley. And I'm just going to be upfront with you. I really do want him to be a part of the class, more so for what it represents. We don't want people thinking that they can come into the state of Louisiana and get one of our top 50 trench players. And obviously, LSU wants to make it a mission of theirs to go get the absolute best defensive alignment that reside in the state of Louisiana. I understand that that message needs to be sent loud and clear. Dominic McKinley has taken a lot of late in-home visits over the next week, but I'm just going to be frank with you, as honest as I possibly can, just to let you know if he does flip to LSU or he doesn't, I don't think he is that much better than the guys that LSU already have committed. I would say he is more gifted. He is more physically developed than the guys that we already have committed. I just don't think that there is a huge gap between him and everyone else. That could just be me. You guys might disagree with me. So that's why the poll question is up. Who is the best defensive lineman in the state of Louisiana this cycle? Is it Gabriel Relaford? Is it Ahmad Bro? Is it uh, Dominic McKinley? Is it somebody else? Obviously, um, there are plenty of really good ones mixed in this class. And look, I am of the belief that Relaford is the guy that I do like the most in this class. And LSU, of course, at this point, as we do move closer to the early signing period, um, they have pretty much loaded up on the defensive line, right? Even though this isn't quite a defensive lineman, Collage Cobbins is more of like your Jack Edge player. They also have uh, CJ Jackson committed and Demarion Johnson out of Westgate, which is obviously New Iberia and an area that uh, has been really good for the Tigers over the years. Go all the way back to Josh Jurassic, obviously Kayshawn not too long ago. Um, so really freaking excited uh, about him as well. So look, I want Dominic McKinley to be a part of this class, but I, th there's still a lot of developing uh, to go along with him. But I wish him nothing but the best wherever he decides to go, and I hope it is LSU. We welcome in Mick, TJ, Steven. TT uh, T is in here as well. Y'all, I'm feeling good about life. I got to be real, man. I got to be real. This weekend was awesome. Jaden freaking Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, doing his media tour. 
you see that the title of this video did change for our YouTube audience. But if you were to ask me today, what is the percentage chance that Jaden Daniels plays in the bowl game? I would put it at around 15%. Okay. At first, I was right at 50-50 around the Heisman Trophy ceremony. I would put it around 15-20%. I will tell you this. Jaden is probably exhausted. Okay. This has been a whirlwind uh, for him. Right. He has done a gazillion interviews. <laughs> um, and now he's got to go get ready for Wisconsin, seven and five Wisconsin in a New Year's Day bowl played in the morning. It does seem like a step down. This is not a Joe Burrow situation where he's going to get ready to play for a playoff game. Okay. I also think. Jaden recognizes that the record will be set by Malik Neighbors with or without him. Garrett Nussmeyer is going to get Malik Neighbors the ball a lot. So I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Garrett Nussmeyer being the starter. And with what we saw today released by LSU Media, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. are practicing. So it looks like they're going to play in the bowl game. Okay, it could be one of those things where they give Malik a few little, you know, uh, just dump offs and he gets a record and they pull him. That would obviously be a really good scenario for LSU because, well, uh, you get to see what some other receivers can do for LSU. Now, next thing we're going to get to today, doing something a little bit different for our patrons, right? We have had a really successful year on Patreon. I honestly couldn't live without uh, the, the patron support. So if you are a patron, I cannot thank you enough. Tomorrow morning, as a part of your Patreon package, you are going to get an extra podcast that will be a little bit more unfiltered about who I like and who I don't for the future of LSU football. Okay? Um, lots of difficult decisions Brian Kelly is going to need to be made. So – there's extra stuff that even in our two-hour-long live streams we're not able to get to. I am going to put more things that I think about, that I write about. I have so many notes um, that I take throughout the day about what I want to talk about in live streams, and I'm not able to get to all of it. Okay? So tomorrow, um, these are topics that I will say for our patrons, so be on the lookout for that. That will be uh, dropping at 8 Central. Now – Next thing I want to get to, all right, and it is very important. It's transfer portal season, baby. It's the portal season. Are you in or are you out? Who wants to be a future tiger is a question that needs to be answered by many. LSU offered another quarterback in the portal, a young man that played at Marshall. So I don't know anything about this young man. I've not watched a, a snap. Okay. Um, I, I think they really want to get somebody in this room with some experience. Okay. I, I'm going to keep going back to this stat, y'all. I don't want a quarterback room going into next season with the maximum of one career start amongst them, okay? 
we need more experience in the room. We just do. Game experience. That adds some extra competition. That adds some extra might, a little extra gusto. Okay? So, really freaking excited that we are on the pursuit of a new quarterback. Okay? Adds another person in there with Garrett Nussmeyer, Ricky Collins, and Colin Hurley. Really excited about that room as well. Now, before we get into questions about the defense, I think a lot of you want to hear more thoughts from me about Tommy Moffitt. I I will say this with the utmost amount of confidence I possibly can give you. Tommy Moffitt was the strength and conditioning coach when I was at LSU. Now, I wasn't a player, but I knew a bunch of the players around then, and I still know some of them now. They are ecstatic that Tommy Moffitt is back in a weight room, even though it is at Texas A&M, okay? He took a two-year hiatus after a multiple-decade career at LSU, and the truth is we won multiple national championships with him in that room, three national championships with him in that strength and conditioning room, okay? I did agree with Brian Kelly going in a different direction. He needed to bring in some new blood in there. And he brought in Jake Flynn. There is no way for really us to monitor if a strength and conditioning program is good or not. But what I can tell you is LSU players loved, and I mean adored, Tommy Moffitt. And even though he is going to Texas A&M, they are happy that he is back in a weight room. Now, is this something you as an LSU fan should be worried about? When it comes to potential recruiting, maybe. Okay. Tommy Moffat, of course, is really well connected. Um, you know, his son played Louisiana high school football and was a really good player at the high school level, went to LSU, didn't really do a whole lot there. But, um, you know, Tommy Moffat is just a very affable, high energy guy. So he is back in the business. He is at Texas AM and he is now the enemy. <laughs> we can recognize how good he was for us when he was here, and then also recognize that he is now one of our arch nemesis. The next thing I would say, okay, and this is very important, all right? As we say hi to Nikki, I do agree with Nikki. I saw her tweet about this. MC Hammer, not a part of the 50th hip-hop anniversary celebration this weekend. Really? It's kind of crazy. Uh, that man stands on business. I think, I think they, I think they did ask him and he just didn't, just didn't want to do it. The Will Smith thing was pretty cool. I didn't get to watch it, but I saw the Will Smith thing on Twitter and the best hip hop artist of all time was also there. Boosie. What's up, Dante? I hope you're feeling better. My friend, um, once again, TJ, Tony, everyone, chef two, two, five, Oh four. Don't forget. We'll do it again tonight. We almost got to a hundo. But if we get to 100 tonight, we'll give out this very sparkly Joe Burrow card to one of you gorgeous people. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Hammer said he declined. Ugh. That's that's tough. Can't write the history of hip-hop without that era. Without that era. Without Hammer time, baby. Now, this is where things get a little weird. And I'm still trying to decide how I want to address this next topic 
because we do a Wednesday night live stream every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. Now, here's what I want you guys to do. I need your honest opinion because, look, a lot of you ask me, hey, Carter, I live on the East Coast. I watch the first few minutes of the 8 p.m. live stream, and I have to go to bed because it's 9 p.m. there and, and whatever. So I've gotten a lot of compliments about the Wednesday night 6 p.m. live stream. Tomorrow, simultaneous at 6 p.m. Central, they are going to release the new SEC schedule. So let me ask you this. Do you want me to go live at my normal time of 6 p.m. Central? That way I can react while it happens. Or do you want me to go live at 7? I kind of want to just go live at 6, right? Just so we could stay on the same algorithm, same schedule. I guess we'll just go live at 6. Let's just do that. The more I think about it, the more I think it'll be cool. So I'm going to need your help because I'm not going to be able to watch the show while also being live at the same time. Okay? So we'll still do our normal 6 p.m. live stream. Next thing. That is going to be very huge. We do know the kickoff date for LSU versus Ole Miss. That has already been set, okay? 2023, LSU schedule, okay? And I'll show it to you right now, okay? And actually, it's the 2024 LSU schedule. And the reason why this is relevant is because it's not necessarily when you play teams, it's or it's not who you play, it's when you play them. I didn't say that smoothly at all. But you take a look at the 2024 schedule, and you'll see up to this point, we have only three games officially acknowledged outside of our non-conference game. So we have Ole Miss at Texas A&M and Alabama already set. Ole Miss will be a home game on October 12th, okay? So up to this point, we don't know where the other five games will be on the schedule, okay? So by the look of things, if LSU and Alabama continue their tradition of bye weeks before they play each other in early November, then that means that after the Texas A&M game, there will be a bye week, and there will be a game between Ole Miss and Texas A&M mixed in there. What you don't want to happen is that game be one of these road games. Okay, because you don't want to go back to back. You don't want to go Ole Miss at Florida at Texas A&M or Ole Miss at Arkansas at Texas A&M. That would be pretty tough. So we'll get to, we'll get to see what the schedule looks like tomorrow, and I can't wait to see it. I really cannot. All right. So. Uh, they announced that the Ole Miss game will be on October 12th uh, during Monday Night Football last night. So there you go. We say hi to Danny Girl and L.A. Mom. Steven, good to see you. Yes, we will be live at 6. Now, I want to go over a few things because tomorrow is mostly going to be about the 2024 schedule. 
there are a lot of young players I want to see in this bowl game. Okay. I want to see Trey Holly get a lot of snaps in a competitive portion of a power five game. Let's see what he's got. Okay. This man is fired up. He just saw his state championship or his high school team win a state championship. So I, I, I want to see Trey Holly in this game. I want to see Shelton Singhamson in this game. I think we're going to see a good, of a, sh- a good bit of Shelton Singhamson. I do think Brian Kelly wants to get a lot of his younger freshman kind of guys mixed in to this lineup. I also think, for me at least, when I look at this from an LSU perspective, I'm very curious how many LSU fans travel. I think a lot of them will because you get the Saints-Tampa Bay game and the LSU game back-to-back. So I think a lot of Saints fans are going to do the doubleheader because um, the NFL season ends on New Year's Eve. Well, Week 17 is on New Year's Eve this year, the most important week in the NFL because that's when fantasy championships are decided. Okay. I mean, really think about it, it is the most important week. Millions and millions and millions of dollars will be passed. Okay? Now, I think LSU fans are going to show up and show out. I wonder how Wisconsin fans are going to travel to see a very rough 7-5 and five team perform. Wisconsin fans are already turning the page to next season. They already have their quarterback for next season with Tyler Van Dyke. Okay. So there you go. So Cliff wants to see the poll question or change the poll question. We could do that. Gabriel Relaford running away with this poll. Okay, we'll mix it up. There you go. New poll questions up. Should JD5 play in the bowl game? H-Town wants to see Lance Hurd. And who loses their position? Yeah, you know, some really weird NFL draft decisions are going to need to be made. Okay? You have to decide whether or not you want uh, to see uh, if if new players can take over the spots of old players. One weird decision is going to be made by Charles Turner. Does he go pro or does he stay for a super senior season? What about Miles Frazier? He has the opportunity to come back if he wants to. So it's it's wild, absolutely wild. I see a few of you say you can't see the poll question. Type Y for yes if you – well, I'm sure some of you could see it because you guys are voting in it. Chris says no, Jaden is a uh, top five, top ten draft pick. You say no, he shouldn't play in the ball game. Chris 
Chris thinks Jaden is going to be the first QB off the board. Hmm. I don't know about all that. That's pretty. That's pretty bold. Um. Hmm. Just blank for you. Well, so be it. You can let me know what you think in the in, in the uh, in in the comment section. Now, what I wanted to get to was more madhouse conversation. How many of you are open to the idea of madhouse coming back? Type Y for yes or type N if it is a non-negotiable for you. You think he should be fired. Okay. Type Y if you're open. Type N if you believe he should be canned. Just give me your honest thoughts. I am very shocked he is still here. I really am. But, you know, we go to LA Mom here, one of our many patrons. She believes Brian Kelly, she, you, you've long held this position, even during the season, I believe, that you, you, you thought BK was going to keep Matt House another season. Um, you know, I, I don't think Brian Kelly... He, he will move at his own pace when it comes to coaching decisions. You got to keep in mind when we actually put the staff together, we had to wait a little bit for Matt House. I meant Matt House. I meant for Mike Dimbrock to be announced as our OC. We took our time getting uh, Steeples and all those guys signed. The staff decisions weren't just made all at once. So Brian Kelly will move at his own pace. I still think he's thinking about it. You also got to think he had a very busy award season travel schedule and recruiting schedule. This could be one of those things where he wants to get everybody signed and then make a decision. A lot of coaches will do that. They'll they'll wait, and then once the signatures are in, they'll, they'll move in a different direction. Okay? So it's... It's interesting. I still think in my heart of hearts that Brian Kelly is going to make a, uh, a change because he and I tend to agree on a lot of different things, right? I agree with him far more than I agreed with some of Ed Orgeron's decisions. Um, I, I, I just don't see Matt House staying. I just don't. It would be one thing if there wasn't signs of cracks the year before there were signs of cracks the year before versus Texas A&M and Georgia. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that at this point. Okay. We go to Quinn on Facebook. Uh, no, there was no imp- uh, improvement within the defense. Linebackers were pretty bad all season. That's another, that's another good point from Quinn. Welcome to the channel, my friend. Um, his actual position group was 
arguably the worst position group on our defense, um, which was linebacker. Uh, so that's another thing. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, you know, it, it could just be contractual, contractual things that they have to wait till the new year. A lot of contract language doesn't really change until the first. So it could it could be one of those things. I don't know. I, I, I don't know the full scope of the situation, but I do think they need to go in a different direction. OK. Now. What I want you to do. Is for the holiday season, I decided to mark this down. Um, everything on the PHL store is down at least five dollars. So these are the the cheapest a lot of these um merch items have been. Go to powerlsu.com slash shop. Um everything's gone up, so I'm not even making really all that many all that much margin uh on this, but powerlsu.com slash shop and get your mark. Let's go. Make my night. Get the whole family gear. And if we get $100 worth of merch, I will send you an LSU autograph card. Somebody. Terrence Tolliver. I think I have a Deshaun Bauer. That's a deep cut over there. I'll send you a good auto, though. Exactly. Just like Venable should not have a weak defensive team as a defensive coach or position group should perform the best. I'm, I agree. I agree. Now, next thing I want to get to is the future of LSU football. I feel the future feels pretty good for us. I will say, now that I've slept on it, this was one of the more, it should have been more type of seasons we've ever had. And it very well could be the one season that we look back on with the most what-ifs. I understand that the team that will always have the biggest what-if is the 2011 LSU team. What if? The Alabama game wasn't the Alabama game. But at least we can recognize that team's greatness. We realize that they got a very unprecedented situation in a two-team playoff that they got a rematch. I feel as if this team, with an offense that put up seven yards per play in every single game, this will always be that season. For me, because, man, it's crazy. When you actually go look at the offensive numbers and you're like, you know, statistically, on a yard per play basis, we were as good as 2019 LSU, if not better. It's hard to take that in. It's hard. But it also shows you that no one player makes a team and 
no one unit makes a team. Okay. And, you know, when, when you really look at the history of LSU football, especially the modern era, you'll see that some of the best players, we're talking about Mount Rushmore, LSU players, left before the years that we won national championships. Won the 03 championship. Brady James left the year before. 2011 team, Patrick Peterson left the year before. 2019 team, Devin White left the year before. And I, I bring that up because we would have been better teams with those guys. It's just no one player makes a team. You can have as good a quarterback play statistically that we have seen in the sport, but you got to have all your ducks in a row, right? And what I have reflected back on is the interview we did with Patrick Queen this offseason. And he was basically just telling you guys, hey, acknowledge the 2019 LSU defense for what it was, a good defense. Not an all-time great defense, not a top-five LSU defense of the modern era, but still a pretty damn good defense, okay? It makes you respect Rashard Lawrence and Chason and Fulton and Delpit, and congrats to Grant Delpit getting his three-year deal. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. H-Town Creole is saying, mark it down. The defense will be the better side of the, the, the football next year. Uh, let's go to Danny Girl here. The defensive problem was coaching plus personnel plus poor player evaluations plus poor choices in personnel on the field. Not one thing alone. Defense wins championships. I agree except that last part. Offense wins championships. It's just you just need some kind of defense. But in theory, Danny, you are right about that, though. Any kind of defense for LSU wins the championship this season. Any kind of defense. Any any remotely decent defense. Let's see here. In those years they left early, our recruiting cell was LSU get you to the NFL. Total change now that we want to graduate champions and win championships. All top teams have a lot of fifth-year seniors. Yeah, I mean, we, we did get a little unlucky defensively that there were a lot of guys that had eligibility left that did leave, right? How much better is our defense this year if we just had Makai Gardner come back for another year? How much better is our defense if obviously B. Joe Jolari comes back for another year, Jaqueline Roy, Jay Ward? But they didn't. So, you know, it's it's tough. 
it's 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 tough to um it's it's tough right to to keep those guys retained uh when they have NFL dollars okay um the next thing I I want to get to tonight is the NIL aspect of, of college football okay I shared this in a live stream recently that You know, when, when you pay a player for name, image, and likeness, you're not always going to get an ROI for, for your business on that investment, right? You're not going to get, you know, you're, sometimes you're not going to get your money back. You're, you're doing it for different reasons. Different people have different reasons as to why they, they do it, okay? Um, it is a little shocking to me when I hear some of the numbers that are thrown around with players and the transfer portal, when they decide to actually go into the portal, what the heck are you doing? Right there. You, you, you might not be in a position where you are actually going somewhere new and you're for sure going to have a roster spot somewhere new. The bottom line is there are so many guys going into the portal right now that don't have a destination. Um, and, and that just blows my mind that there are so many people just floating out there in the transfer portal. The one thing that really frustrates me about the portal, and I, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Obviously, I don't know how much money is being you know exchanged here, but – I have seen quite a few players in the portal go to their rival school. Okay. Does it, does rivalries not mean anything anymore? Like today, uh, a, a crystal ball was um, put in for Trevor Etienne. Okay. The Louisiana native. He is going to go from Florida to Georgia. Now, let me repeat. He played at Florida. And every year, they play a huge rivalry game in Jacksonville versus Georgia. Now, I understand if Georgia went to him and said, hey, we want to give you a million dollars for you to come be our lead back. That's a different story. Then you have to leave, right? It's money. Could be the case. But I don't know if I could do that. If I put my heart and soul into that Florida Gator team and then spit in the face of them and then go to Georgia, that's that's kind of tough. I, I just don't think rivalries mean anything anymore. I watched this last night. Anyone remember Malik Keith? A guy that um, in the Armed Forces melee versus Tulsa, when he was at Mississippi State, he kicked someone and ran away from him. Okay. Malik Keith says, look, I have played three years at Mississippi State. Now I'm transferring to Ole Miss? 
Ole Miss? Wait, wait, wait. You you played at Mississippi State. You know. You know. Mississippi State. You're going to Ole Miss. There is no rivalry that comes close to that. Elias Ricks goes from LSU to Ala-freaking-Bama? It's it's tough. It's tough. Now, here's the thing. I would fold, just like a lot of you, if the payment is that much higher. But as Nikki points out, before we get to Grand Super Chat, there's a lot of tampering going on. If you take a kid from another rival school, you are hurting your rival directly. Okay? A lot of teams' rivals play in their own division. ETN is probably just tired of losing. You go to Georgia, you're guaranteed a 10-win season. It's a good point. ETN's probably like, hell, I just want to go somewhere where I can win. Let's go to Grand Super Chat. Most NIL is paid by financial rich guys giving away money, not for ROI. Levy Dunn and Angel Reese are the only athletes that give a return on investment. So for those that don't know, ROI is basically if I give you $5, can you give me 10 That's basically it. That's what ROI basically is. But I saw that today. I was like, God, there, there's kids that do just do not care. They just do not care. Now, it would be different if ETN was from Georgia. But that's not here nor there. Who am I to judge? Josh coming in hot on Facebook. More Smash Mouth football. Haley Van Lith is hurt with the plantar fasciitis. Yeah, interesting situation. You know, Kateri Poole is a very good wing player. She's no longer on the team. I am a little shocked, as with the Angel Reese situation. And there's a lot of people that cover LSU basketball. A lot of people with sources with LSU basketball. We have heard nothing. Nothing. About what has actually happened. There has been a lot of these situations with LSU women's basketball. Now you got Haley Van Lith, one of your best, you know, players on the team. Uh obviously LSU they they played McNeese. I'm sure they're destroying them right now. Um so Kim Mulkey is, is going to be a thinner roster and you know I, I think you're going to see uh what Vel uh, is uh, the, the the freshman and uh obviously a lot of Michaela Williams at those guard spots if Van Lith is still out. Let's go to Keith McCroy with all the chatter about quarterback. Colin Hurley seems to be the best quarterback signing out of high school since Jamarcus at QB.
I don't know about the best. The best. I doubt it's the best. And I think the best signing will freaking be Bryce Underwood when it happens. But the best will, until then would will, will be um, Ryan since uh, Jamarcus. But I'll say this. And obviously, I don't think anyone would disagree that Ryan Perlow is the best signing at quarterback we ever have. Um, let me say this. Colin Hurley very well could be the best thrower. The guy is crazy. Let's go to the LD88. He says, I heard we started practice today. No. So it, it, it really started yesterday, but like today was the first time that there was, um, you know, things really started to get gathered yesterday. And today was like the first day that the pads were really on and there was some practice. Uh, so. How much of anything does that mean? And it really doesn't mean a whole lot because we're still a while away from bowl season and we need to see who's playing and who's not. Let's go to Larry. Uh, Deshaun Ford. So that's a kid that I personally like a lot. Okay. Of course, LSU is going to mostly focus on James Simon and Harlem Berry for 2025. And there's still a really young running back room with Caleb Jackson, uh, Trey Holly, um, Kaden Durham coming in, and of course, um, those three 2025 guys. I, I'm a huge fan of Ford. Um, he very well could be my favorite of the three of them. Um, so yeah, you know that's that's where I stand right there with with the John Ford. I like him a lot. Okay, he's thick. Uh, that might be the number one reason. I, I like my backs to be heavier. SEC football is intense. Okay, it's intense. All right. Now, let me get to this right here. The uh, it's a good super chat. Who is my pick for defensive coordinator? Let me start by saying this, Emperor. I think it's more important just to get somebody new in instead of just rolling with Madhouse. So for me, it's not so much who do I go get. It's we just need to get somebody else. And the reason why I say that is because there are a lot of defensive coordinators that are happy where they are, thrilled where they are. They're at a top 50 job. But they will leave their top 50 job to go work with Brian Kelly, a Hall of Fame coach, in a top five job. 
So Lance Gidry's one of those guys. Blake Baker's one of those guys. Those are Louisiana natives that I know would treat that job as if they were given the absolute best job one could ask for. Okay? So, pretty excited about that. Um, so it's, it's, it's honestly just going to be one of those things simple where Brian Kelly's just going to have to make the decision. He might not do it though. There are quite a few of you that feel Madhouse will be retained. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw some highlights, Coach Ken. I like Ford a lot. I really do. I just do. Opelousas, man. Home of Mama's Fried Chicken. Home of some of the best people on the planet. Opelousas. Spent a lot of time uh, in Opelousas. I'd say a lot. I, I went there probably five to ten times while I was in college. Okay. All right, Simper, I'm going to go with Blake Baker. That's what I'm going to go. Okay. But as Gabe points out, Lance Gidry is, is, is not a bad option either. Now, I want to get into something a little bit deeper regarding LSU football. And it's the overall schedule for next year. So we'll know when each game is played, and we touched on it a minute ago. I do not think the 2024 schedule is something that is insurmountable next year for Garrett Nussmeyer. Okay? I think it's a very winnable schedule. I do. I don't like Alabama next year. I think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, but they're pretty good every year. Outside of that, I can't, outside of Ole Miss, say that any of these teams are going to be better than what they were the year before, right? USC might take a step back with Caleb Williams out. UCLA, what the heck is going on with their coaching staff? Their defensive coordinator actually went to USC. Um. Ole Miss is going to be really good. They they return their best receiver, best quarterback, and uh, best running back. Texas A&M transition. Arkansas, major transition. Florida, they do return their quarterback, but they're getting raided by the portal. Who is Oklahoma's quarterback going to be next season? They lost their quarterback to Oregon. Vanderbilt, bad, and South Carolina. I have no idea what this team is going to look like. I do know that they have been very active in the portal, and they've done a really good job getting some quarterback, some good quarterbacks to visit. I still don't love this roster. So I can make a case that this schedule is easier than the schedule we had this year. Okay? So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm loving where we are, right? Of course, we don't have to play Florida State. And I, I – I, we don't have to play that Missouri team at Missouri. And that Missouri team was really freaking good. We also avoid Tennessee. 
in Tennessee, of course, they're going to be good every season at their high pool, um, even though they have some rebuilding to do. And we don't have to play Texas next year. You don't have to play Georgia next year. So the schedule does shape up pretty nicely, even though it is tougher in theory with our non-conference schedule because we have to play two power five teams in the non-conference compared to uh, just one in the year before. Okay. Dex, that's my place, man. Mama's fried chicken has a place in my heart. Now, if you're driving to Baton Rouge from North Louisiana, you got to make a strict business decision. Are you eating at Mama's Fried Chicken or are you eating at Billy's Boudin? It's a tough decision, and my chubby self has to make it every single time. Okay. Tell them, Dex, you don't know. And that lemonade is thick. That lemonade is thicker than a snicker. That lemonade is thicker than cold peanut butter. I mean, that lemonade is thick. You, you, you got to have a glass of water to take in that lemonade. But it's good, though. That I'm telling you, dude, that lemonade is, is, is fire, bro. Okay? Now, let's go to Todd. This is a question that's asked quite often uh, to me on this channel. Why do we schedule top 10 teams every year to start? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good question. Um, you you, you got to ask yourself. Um, got to ask yourself that question every single day. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't ask it to myself every single day, but you know, it's 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 one of those things where the only game offensively where we weren't elite was the first one. So would the Florida State game have played out differently if it was the post Mississippi State LSU offense? I don't know. It's hard to click offensively right out the gate. Um, you know, it, it puts you at a, a, at a disadvantage because, you know, we've lost four consecutive season openers now. But then again, we're LSU. You know, Brian Kelly and Scott Woodward have a very confident mindset. The nine-game conference schedule versus eight-game conference schedule debate is a very fascinating one. If you rationally think about it, the nine-game conference schedule is better for you, the fan. You get better matchups. You get a better week-to-week product. But the eight-game conference schedule is better for the teams, right? Um, you, you, you're taking eight guaranteed losses off the board every year if you have an eight-conference game schedule versus a nine. It's easier, of course, to schedule softies with an eight-game conference schedule. And it also makes the have-nots, the Arkansas, South Carolina, Kentucky, Vandys, it makes them be in a better spot with an eight-game versus a nine-game conference schedule. Um, The reason why I bring that up is because the key in college football 
is not winning games. That is a huge myth. It is more important to avoid losing. Okay? No one ever says, hey, Michigan beat this team. People say Michigan is undefeated. Guess what? LSU, LSU, we beat Missouri this year. Missouri would have gotten in over the playoff versus us. Why? Well, they played Kansas State in the non-conference. We played Florida State. So, of course, we still control our own destiny. You can still go out there and beat Florida State. But, you know, that's the name of the game in college football. It's avoid losing. Not winning. Not beating someone good. Avoid losing. That's a good question. Would you like to switch a conference game to start like a state? Um, that's a good question. You know, the 07 LSU National Championship team started the year on a Thursday versus Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State, more often than not, is going to be weaker than the non-conference team that we play. Okay. Yeah, chance, but that they we we can also agree that they got royally screwed. Um, I don't want to go down that debate again. Huh? 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 No, Reggie, the season is not set yet, so we will know tomorrow. We do not play South Carolina at the end of the season. The dates are not set. We will very likely not play South Carolina the final game of the year. Okay, because South Carolina is going to play Clemson on rivalry week. All right. Let's see here. Let me ask you this. Who would you take right now as a starting quarterback of your NFL franchise? Would, how many of you, and, and take your bias out of it, how many of you are taking Caleb Williams over Jaden Daniels? Okay. Tell me right now, how many of you are taking Caleb Williams over Jaden Daniels? Type C for Caleb Williams. Type J for Jaden Daniels. Welcome, Tyler. Good to see you. 
Yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna wait a little bit. So nobody believes in Caleb Williams over Jaden Daniels. It's interesting. Mike is our first Caleb guy. Danny, I'm just at just straight up. Who, who would you take? Let's just say you're the Chicago Bears, Danny. You know, this is a big thing for me. Jane seems a little more blue collar, right? He's doesn't seem like there's much there's as much baggage and ego with the uh, uh with Jaden, and I, I agree with that. Jaden is pretty buttoned up. He's all about business. He stands on business. Jaden has it. Here's one thing that One thing about Jaden is in the NFL, you have a lot of teams in the NFL that are good, but their rosters aren't the absolute best, right? Like, for instance, Patrick Mahomes can carry the Chiefs. Jaden proved this year he can carry a team. Now, he had really good offensive weapons around him, but there were a lot of instances where he played was dead. And it was Jaden just doing the mother effing thing to get out of a situation. Um, and he had a bad defense. The NFL is a lot like that. You know, it's not like Michigan where, you know, you have an elite defense, weaker competition, um, and, and a great offensive line. So I, 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 I think I think I'm Jane. I think I am over the hump. Now, if you'd have told me this a year ago, I'd be like, "You're crazy." But I don't know if any team is going to be bold enough to do it. Right? You know, I look at Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. When Lamar is healthy, they are a top five team in the NFL. Now that's what they are right now. They're ten and three. There's the number one seed in the AFC. Okay. And Lamar doesn't have his best weapon. His tight end. Yeah, Dan, it's, it's, it's a good point. You know, he is a little bit more soft-spoken, but he mentioned that in, in the Heisman speech, the elegant Heisman speech, that he worked on taking that to the next level. Okay. God, this live stream's been great. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, it's funny. I don't want my team to be led by a quarterback with F Utah on his fingernails. Now, coming up right after this, one very interesting Jaden aspect when it comes to the NFL. P H 
UL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. So, Jaden Daniels. I haven't checked in a while. But I think he had the best fantasy season of any quarterback ever in college football. And he is going to be selected high in a lot of fantasy drafts. And I want to say thanks to everybody that signed up for Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It is college football. I said college football. It's playoff week with Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Please go sign up, play in the playoffs, play in all the extra best ball tournaments, Please use my promo code Carter. It goes a long way. But that's what's crazy. Jaden, because of his running ability, is absolutely crazy when it comes to the fantasy football aspect of things. Now, I tease this at the beginning as well. Tomorrow on Patreon, please sign up for Patreon. Every single patron, you get a Joe Burrow card in the mail from me. The link is down below. If you really want to support me, sign up for Patreon. Okay. What I want to bring up is tomorrow morning, you're going to get an extra 15 minute show just for you. Okay. It's just for you. You need to tell me who was the biggest disappointment for you on offense this year for LSU. Now, I say this because the offense was excellent, all right? But who offensively you felt what was going to be a good player this season didn't turn out to be a great player or he lived under expectations? Let me know. If you're listening to this via podcast, uh, please hit me up on social media at Carter the Power or at Power Hour LSU. And tomorrow I'm going to give all my honest opinions on whose stock actually went up and whose stock actually went down. Uh, this is one I thought about for a second, Mason Taylor, but. I thought Mason Taylor was a really good football player for us this year. Okay. Really good football player. Um, You know, our tight end position really fell off when he was out uh, for the game versus Mississippi State. Now, it didn't matter because Jaden was so unbelievably good. But I I, I think Mason, and in terms uh, of offense, he he was really good. It's just... Man, you know, he had the biggest moment of forever <laughs> with that catch versus Alabama. And then he had the drop this year versus Alabama, which ended up being one of the biggest drops of the season. We might win the game if he makes that catch, but it would have required us to eventually get a stop, and we just weren't able to get a stop. Okay. Grant says, 
I refuse to criticize the offense in any way. Yeah, it's kind of hard to be disappointed with uh, with with any of it, right? But the reason why I bring this up, Grant, is, you know, like, I felt like with 2019 LSU, there was more dominant pieces on that offense. This last year's offense featured players who show dominant moments like Logan Diggs and Kyron Lacey, but it really was three guys that really pushed us. And those three guys are going to be gone, right? So you're going to need Aaron Anderson. You're going to need Chris Hilton or someone to step in and be a guy. Okay. Yeah, Marlon Martinez in the portal. That's a good point for Cortland. Were they disappointing or just behind two NFL wide receivers? It's probably a little bit uh, of both. Okay. Yeah, you know, if there was an area of Mason's game, it is to be a little bit better after the catch. Um, but then again, you know, that's your tight end. Um, that's normally not, you know, a tight end strong suit after the catch, unless his name is Brock Bowers, right? Now let me ask you this. Who defensively, was the player that you felt was the biggest disappointment this year? Seems like Aaron Anderson was the favorite. You know, I bought in a little to the Aaron Anderson hype. When, you know, they, they put so much media stuff out, but I was always skeptical because we had just not seen anything at the division one power five level. Major Burns is uh, getting a lot of answers here for the defensive side of the football. Got a Mason Smith there from Tyler. But yeah, Whit Weeks has a new hairstyle, man. He's, he's rocking the uh, the Mike Norvell hairstyle. Who defensively stood out? Okay. Mm. 
Yeah, I would say spades. I would definitely say spades. I've seen a few Mason Smiths. I don't think I could ever consider the season where Mason Smith was just bad, right? I don't think he was dominant really during any stretch outside of a few um, here or there. Obviously, the Texas A&M game was his best. Um, Spates was just... I thought going into the season, he was underrated. God, it, it was tough. I, I think it was... I think it was pretty easily the biggest disappointment this year. Um, but at least he showed up. You know, I see a Denver Harris mixed in there. It's it's wild. It's really, really, really wild uh, to, 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 to see Denver Harris do what he did uh, this year. He, he was bad, and he was also destructive off the field. Um, you know, I, I would have been fine with the, just playing the young guys more. I think the biggest disappointment for me was Toviano and even Jeremiah Hughes. And I don't know why we didn't give them a little bit more run early in the season uh, just to see what they have. Okay. So... You know, for me, I, I, I look at that and I was like, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yes, PJ, Toviano. Hopefully Toviano. Still a long way to go for him, but he had some good moments when he played. He did. All right, each round's an Xavier Atkins guy. I do like him quite a bit. Uh, I'd also like to see Christian Brathwaite play. I think Georgia just had another edge player. Going to the portal. I thought this kid played this year. Marvin Jones Jr. That's very weird. How's your singleton guy? I like him too. Yeah, Tyler, I, I I would agree. You know, Madhouse overall. Sibley's still hopeful for Denver Harris. So, yeah. Also, what sucked for the LSU defense was the injury bug. That hurt. Literally and figuratively. It hurt. Now, here's what you're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep it going. 
We've had over 200 of you guys just chilling in here on the best freaking LSU YouTube channel on the planet. That's what we do. That's who we are. I'm him when it comes to LSU football. I'm, I'm, I'm him. But I just do LSU football. Do some obviously LSU women's basketball. As I saw you mention a 47 to 0 run. Are you freaking kidding me? As far as LSU baseball is concerned, I can't wait to see Dylan Cruz sign that Shohei Otani contract here in a few years. Him and Paul Steens are going to sign for $1 billion. Hope you guys got that reference. One a million dollars. Huh? One billion. Now, let's see. Uh, we are still 90 away from giving out the Joe Burrow card right here. I can't believe it's been this hard to give out a Burrow. I don't know if he's hurt or not. I don't know if you guys hate the Bengals. Um, I kind of want to just give this out. So uh, the next $20 Super Chat will get the Joe Burrow card. Why not? Let's do it. Let's go. Billy, I'm thinking of you, man. Hang tough. Keep us posted, man. Good to see you're off work, though. Andrew Makuba, the safety. That's a pretty good player at Clemson. Oh, there you are. We're going to give out the borough on Thursday. We can do that. That's fine. It's Christmas season. Uh, let's see. Nest bus getting the tuna. Tell them, Sids. Ha, ha, ha. No, Saban's not retiring. He's not retiring. What are you? What is wrong with you? LSU women's basketball tonight won 133 to 44. Most points in a game, largest margin of victory. And congrats to Simper. He's getting the Joey B card. I'll send it out to you ASAP. 
I think I actually just sent you one. I got you, my brother. Yeah, Chance, the red shirt stuff is just always tricky. Uh, I've got a buddy with an in at Alabama that says D really. And he said Saban is 100% retiring if they win the Natty. Still a good shot. He retires even if they don't. Oof. That's bold and beautiful. Uh, that's rich, D, really. I'll take your word for it, man. When have you ever led me astray? Jawan Johnson got the in-home visit from Brian Kelly and Frank Wilson tonight. Okay. I love it. Here we go. Love to see it. Now, everybody's on the nuts bus, man. I mean, it's... And we're not talking about any bus. We're talking about one of those 150 California to D.C. Greyhound trips. Okay. Everybody, welcome Sam to the channel. Welcome. Um, yeah, Tommy Moffitt to text saying him. No. Do I think we're missing out on a few defensive transfers because of how awful it was last season? Man, especially on the defensive side of the football. Um, I just don't think performance matters as much when it comes to recruiting simply because, well, if a unit isn't as good, guess what? You can look at it as, well, hell, if they're not good, I could step in and play right away. And I just hit my hand on my desk. 
desk. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Especially at LSU. You're telling me, hey, there's immediate playing time up for grabs. Let's see. I take that immediate playing time. You know, the, the, what's going to be very interesting for uh, for Garrett Nussmeyer is how many LSU quarterbacks have been just pure pocket passers and how many of them have been semi-dual threat to big-time dual threat and more have had the ability to run the nod. So it is going to be interesting to see when Garrett is the guy next year how much running is he actually going to do? That's awesome, Sam. But welcome to the channel. I appreciate it. I watch almost every YouTube video you put out. One of my go-tos on my drive to work to listen to. I appreciate that. I really, really, really do. I also appreciate you guys showing love to Power Hour SEC. Now, I don't do as many like live shows on Power Hour SEC, but I will start doing more live content on there. Um, you know, I do a lot of film studies and videos over there, and they are doing really well. And it's because you guys help build that channel. So check it out. Obviously, all my LSU-related stuff will be on here, and all my other college football and SEC-related stuff will be over there. Okay? So – there you go. Yeah, Tyler, uh, there is a lot of data. I do think it's different now with NIL, but a lot of data shows that the last official visit is the most important official visit, um, especially if you're taking five of them. So, and obviously, you know, these visits are mixed in like home visits and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true, Jared. I just hope Nuss is a good single threat. Duel will be Lanyap. Now, you know one. You know one guy that we've not talked a whole lot about on here, and you know these are always the kinds of stories that are like buried deep it's not really anything like written down um but now we, we don't talk a whole lot about demon clark i understand he's in the nfl and i focus more on the current team but you know i like keeping up with you know our players who had a lot of success here but the thing about demon clark is he had one really good year as a full-time starter and one really brutal year as a full-time starter, and now he is in the middle of one of the best defenses in the NFL. Shout out to him. I'm so proud of him. I really like him a lot. Yeah. 
going on my two mile run with my dog. I'm listening though. So no funny business. Get those miles in baby. Even if it's late. I'll get to this here from Pegasus. So thoughts on Dylan Rayola. So for those that don't know, Dylan Rayola is the five-star quarterback in this cycle. The can't-miss five-star quarterback. And he is going more than likely to flip to Nebraska. This is a young man who's been in four different high schools. And he has been in and out of, he was committed to Ohio State, no longer committed to Ohio State. Now he's committed to Georgia, out of Georgia. Now he's going to go to Nebraska where his dad went and his uncle coaches. Headache. Headache. Jared, thank you so much for the super. That's true, Sibley. I'm 42 and a 40 if someone's 6'5 and 260 chasing you. Huh? 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 Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I think this is going to be good next year. No, there will be some tough games, but I think I think it will be mostly good. I'm still reading about this Otani story. I just can't. I just can't get enough of it. The deferred payment thing.
Oh, I didn't see Deuce Harmon has also entered the portal for Texas A&M. A really good corner for them out of Denton, Texas. Man, it's crazy how many former players for LSU on Twitter are thrilled that Tommy Moffitt's back. It's crazy. Chris Trapasso? I've seen Chris. Pledge to every team he visited? Why not? Commit to everybody. Just commit. I don't know why you don't. Just don't announce that you committed. Just just tell four different schools you silent committed, and that reserves four different slots for you. <laughs> I mean, it's that's basically it. Just it's four different schools silent commit, and uh, you know those schools don't want to tell the other schools that you silent commit because they they don't they they want you to spend the resources to keep recruiting that kid, knowing that you already have their commitment. It doesn't hurt nobody, huh? except except the schools and the kids trying to get a slot. Yeah, grand. It sucks. It sucks. I, I, I don't know. I, I, Tommy Moffat motivated two years of rest. Man, it's just crazy, Caden Durham, dude. This guy is really freaking ridiculous, man. I mean, statistically, he's got to be up there with the four nets and like the geitzes in high school Dwayne thinks Tommy is washed Jared feels Flint has, has done better I I'm definitely down with Flint and Frakes and, and the crew that they have there. It, it just thinks so, man. Tommy Tommy won three natties at LSU. Three natties. It's crazy. It's crazy. What a career. Now, this was a fun live stream. Over 200 of you in here. I really do appreciate it. 
the only way we can keep doing these live streams is if you keep telling more people about PHL. Let's shout out our top super chatters of the evening. Grant, Simper, Grant, Jared A, and Simper. It's going on the two-mile journey right now. Let's call it doing it big. We have so many people in the chat tonight. Nikki, Chris, LDAA. You guys know who you are. Over 200. It's, it's, it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Let's keep this energy going all offseason. 2024. It has always been year three under Brian Kelly. That is his big year. Gonna be wild. Gonna be wild. Got to end strong recruiting. Got to make some big decisions with the coaching staff. And that's why tomorrow night we'll be live at 6 p.m. Central. We'll know what the 2024 schedule looks like. We'll be live while they make the announcement. Eh. Hess. Power. Hour. LSU. Bell. And tonight we are doing lemon pepper chicken wings. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) 